Allah says in verse number 7 that alam tara do you not see meaning do you not know have you not understood have you not considered have you not reflected on this fact that anna Allah ya'lamu that indeed Allah knows ma fi samawati wa ma fil ard whatever that is in the skies and whatever that is in the earth there is nothing that is unknown to Allah so much so that ma yakunu min najwa there is no najwa salathatin of 3 meaning a najwa of three people illa except huwa he is meaning allah is rabi'uhum the fourth of them rabi' fourth one arba'a four so he is the fourth of that group meaning he is witnessing that group just as somebody else would be sitting with you in your group witnessing it listening to every word you're saying allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the fourth in that group of three people that are busy in a najwa the question is what is najwa najwa is from the root letters noon jim wa we have done this word earlier long time ago so it's good to repeat it the word najwa is from noon jim wa and najwa najwatun najwa with a tamarbuta a noun najwa is a raised plateau meaning a place that is high compared to the rest of the place that is around it and if you think about it a raised plateau everyone is not able to reach it isn't it so everyone is not able to climb and go on top of it there are many people who will come to see a mountain but they will not dare to climb the mountain right so najwa is that which is distinct and separate meaning a conversation in which everyone is not welcome just like a raised plateau everyone cannot make it there najwa is a private discussion a private conversation in which everyone is not welcome meaning you will not do it openly and publicly you will not hold that conversation with everybody you will do it with only a select few this is najwa and you see raised plateau meaning something that's high and for some reason we feel that if we are included in a private conversation we're so special you know if somebody whispers to us wow i'm so special i'm so important they're sharing their secret with me right so najwa is also when people come together and they whisper to each other it's as if they're revealing their secrets or they are discussing a very top secret plan this is najwa So Allah says that there is no najwa of three people illa huwa rabi'uhum except that he is the fourth of them. Wala khamsatin nor of five people meaning a najwa of just five people a secret conversation in which only five people are a part of illa except huwa sadisuhum he is the sixth of them. Wala and nor adna min zalik less than that. Less than what? Less than Three or five, which would mean, see, two numbers are mentioned over here, right? That there is no najwa of three, except that he is the fourth of them. Then there is no najwa of five, except that he is the sixth of them. So less than three and less than five. Less than three would mean two. Less than five would mean four. wala aktara nor more than that more than 3 4 more than 5 6 basically any number of people whether they are 
very few or there are many. Because sometimes there could be a secret shared between, let's say, a few hundred people even. Right? So there is no najwa, no secret private conversation, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is illa huwa ma'ahum, except that He is with them. He is witnessing that conversation. He is hearing, He can listen to every word that is being said. ثُمَّ يُنَبِّئُهُمْ Then He will inform them بِمَا عَمِلُوا Of that which they did when يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ On the day of judgment إِنَّ اللَّهَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٍ Because indeed Allah is of everything all-knowing. What is this ayah teaching us? That every conversation of ours is witnessed by Allah. The most private conversations even, the most intimate conversations even, whoever we may have that conversation with, with a friend or a family member or someone that we should not technically be sharing those feelings with, right? Or someone whom we should not be talking to in the way that we are talking to them in. So whatever that conversation is, whoever it is with, whether it is right or wrong, good or evil, appropriate or inappropriate, based on truth or based on lies, based on sincerity or based on sin, whatever kind of najwa it may be, it is not hidden from Allah. So every time we feel like whispering to someone, realize that who else is listening? Allah. You see, these words are so amazing. There is no najwa of three except that Allah is the fourth of them. He's there. So have that conversation knowing that Allah is listening. He knows. In Surah At-Tawbah, Ayah 78, Allah says, أَلَمْ يَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْلَمُوا سِرَّهُمْ وَنَجْوَاهُمْ Do they not know that Allah knows their secrets and their najwa, their private conversations? Now if you think about it many times in family feuds, right? Because earlier a family issue was mentioned. What happens? Groups form. Isn't it? Groups form. Parties form. And then each group is having their private discussions. And many times in these private discussions, what's going on? Backbiting, false accusations, mockery. Isn't it? Just because someone is willing to hear, to listen to us, it doesn't mean that it's okay for us to say that. Just because someone is willing to engage in that evil conversation with us, that sinful conversation with us, doesn't mean it's okay for us to do it. Because Allah is listening. When it comes to many social problems also, or for instance in the workplace, or within friends, then what happens? Private discussions. Isn't it? Private emails. Or for instance, behind closed doors, private discussions. What this ayah is teaching us is that no matter what najwa it is, we must be careful. We must be fearful of Allah. That while yes, the other party, those people, those whom we are not friends with, or those whom we are opposing, or those whom we are not happy with, yes, they may not be listening. But who is listening? Allah is listening. In Surah Al-Zukhruf, Ayah 80, Allah says, أَمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّا لَا نَسْمَعُ سِرَّهُمْ وَنَجْوَاهُمْ Do they think that we do not listen to their sir and their najwa? their secrets and their private conversations, do they think that we don't listen to them? 
Of course we listen to them. Bala, of course we do. وَرُسُلُنَا لَدَيْهِمْ يَكْتُبُونَ And our angels are right next to them, writing everything. Taking notes of whatever we're saying. أَلَمْ تَرَى Do you not see? Meaning, have you not considered? Have you not thought about this? إِلَى الَّذِينَ About those people who knew who they were forbidden عَنِ najwa From private conversations. People who were forbidden from having these secret private conversations. Why were they forbidden? Because in general, remember, najwa is something that is not really liked. Why? It doesn't mean that najwa is forbidden completely, it's haram. We're not allowed to have private conversations. We are. But in general, they are not really liked. Why? What do you think the reason is? Think about it. Most of the time, go ahead. Very true. It causes division within families, within communities, within groups of people who are working together. Right? Because what does it mean? I'm going to tell you something, but I'm not going to tell them. Right? So it's us versus them. Immediately it creates division. What else? Yes? Very true. That it can lead to sin very easily. Very easily. I mean, think about it. If it was something good, then why wouldn't we say it openly? Why is there a need to whisper something into somebody's ear? Generally, why is there a need to do that? Because it's going to offend the other person. Right? So not all najwa are evil, but most of the time when we do whisper things or when we do have these private discussions, are they really positive or negative? They're negative. Why else? Yes. yes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لا خير في كثير من نجواهم. There is no good in most of their private conversations. No good. They're void of good. And you see, generally even if you, if you see somebody whispering, does that bother you? It bothers me. Even in class when I see people whispering, I wonder, what is it that's so important that cannot wait? What is it? Or if for instance, you're sitting at a table with different people, and then one person whispers something into the other person's ear, and then both of them smile, you wonder, what are they smiling at? Is there something wrong with me? Is there something on my face? You know, what's wrong? Or did I miss out on something? What's going on? So it creates bad feelings. So we learned that in Medina, remember that we have learned about this earlier in Surah An-Nisa also, in Surah Tawbah also, that how the hypocrites were the ones who would typically hold private conversations. Meaning, as a Muslim would be walking by, they would just stand and whisper something into each other's ears. And this would make certain people feel very insecure. Right? So what happened is that the Prophet ﷺ forbade people from najwa. That if you are in a public place and somebody is right there, then you cannot whisper into somebody else's ear. You can't do that. It's not allowed. Because it creates bad feelings. It creates insecurity. So there is no need to do that. And... Ibn Kathir, he writes that the Prophet ﷺ had a peace treaty with the Yahud, and when one of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ would pass by a gathering of the Jews, they would speak among themselves in secret. 
prompting the believer to think that they were plotting to kill or harm him. So when the believer saw this, he feared for his safety and changed the path that he was taking. So the Prophet ﷺ advised them to abandon their evil secret talks. But they didn't do that. They continued holding their najwa. So Allah says that, أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِينَ نُهُوا عَنِ النَّجْوَى They were forbidden from najwa. ثُمَّ يَعُودُونَ Then they return. لِمَا نُهُوا عَنْهُ To that which they were forbidden from. They were clearly forbidden from doing this, yet they did it. They did it. And this is something that doesn't befit a believer. Our way should be samirna wa atarna. If we are told do something or not do something, yes, we obey. A believer, the Prophet ﷺ said that a believer is like a tethered camel. A tethered camel. Wherever it is taken, it yields. If it's made to sit down, it sits down. If it's parked somewhere, it just sits down. That's it. That's how the camel is. And when it is told, get up and leave, the camel will go. This is how a believer is. Submissive and compliant. But here we see the munafiqeen, they were clearly forbidden. Still, they went back to that which they were forbidden from. They did it anyway. وَيَتَنَاجَوْنَ And they whisper, they converse secretly amongst themselves about what? بِالْإِثْمِ Regarding sin, والعدواني, and transgression, ومعصيات الرسول, and disobedience to the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. يتناجون بالاسمي. The ba over here can be understood in two ways. Firstly, ba can be understood as containing, having, meaning their private conversations have words or discussions that are based on what? Sin. What is sin? An action that harms a person. Udwan, aggression, meaning something that would harm somebody else. And thirdly, they would discuss as to how they would disobey the Prophet ﷺ. So the first meaning of ba is that najwa, their private conversations, would contain this kind of evil. It wasn't good stuff they were discussing. It was sin, aggression, offense, Disobedience to the Prophet ﷺ, this is what they would discuss amongst themselves. And ba over here, secondly, can also be understood as in. Meaning when they held their private conversations, what were they committing? They were committing sin. Firstly, they were committing ithm, they were harming themselves. Secondly, they were committing udwan, hurting others. By having a private conversation, what were they doing? Committing sin, and secondly, harming other people, hurting their feelings, and thirdly, they were disobeying the Prophet ﷺ, because the Prophet ﷺ forbade them from having this najwa. So when they had their najwa anyway, what were they doing? Disobeying the Prophet ﷺ. وَإِذَا جَاءُوكَ And then when they come to you. These people, when they come to you, and this is specifically about the Yahud, when they come to you, Hayyauka, they would greet you. Hayyauka, from Hayaya, Tahiyyah, Tahiyyah is greeting. So Hayyauka, they would greet you, Bima, with that which, meaning that greeting which, Lam Yuhayyika, he did not greet you, Bihi, with it, meaning with that greeting, Allahu Allah. They greet you with the greeting that Allah did not greet you with. 
they greet you with a greeting that Allah did not teach you. Meaning, they make up their own greeting. They change the greeting that Allah has taught. What is the greeting that Allah has taught? As-salamu alaykum. So they changed it. They changed it to what? As-sam alaykum. Which means, death be on you. So when they came to the Prophet ﷺ, this is how they would greet him. وَيَقُولُونَ And they say, فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ In their hearts, لَوْلَا يُعَذِّبُنَ اللَّهُ بِمَا نَقُولُ Why does Allah not punish us for what we say? This is what they would think in their hearts, that here we are saying to the Prophet ﷺ, death be on you, and nothing happens to us. So they would think that, you know what? He must not be a prophet. Because if he were a prophet and we said to him, death be on you, then certainly God would punish us. Since God didn't punish us, then what does it mean? He must not be a prophet. Allah says, حَسْبُهُمْ جَهَنَّمْ Sufficient for them is hell. Meaning, their crimes are not going to be honored being punished immediately. You understand? You see, if somebody says something really silly to you, you say, I'm not going to honor that with a response. Right? Meaning I'm going to completely ignore it. It's not worth my attention. So this is how these people are. Their crimes are so lowly that they are not worth attention. So what will suffice them? Hell. حَسْبُهُمْ جَهَنَّمْ يَصْلَوْنَهَا They shall enter to burn it. فَبِئْسَ الْمَصِيرِ So what a wretched destination it is. What a terrible place it is to end up in. Aisha radiallahu anha, she reported that once some Jews came to the Prophet ﷺ, remember that in Medina there were certain Jewish tribes that resided over there, and the Prophet ﷺ had a peace treaty with them. But every now and then they violated the treaty, and this is what we will see in Surah Al-Hashr also, that how a particular tribe of them had to be eventually exiled from Medina. Why? Because of their violation. And these are the things that they would do. On the surface, they would appear to be very nice and friendly. But behind closed doors, what would they do? Backbite and privately discuss as to how to hurt the Prophet ﷺ. And they would mock at him and mock at the Muslims. And when they would come to him, this is what they would do. They would say, As-salamu alaykum. So once they came to the Prophet ﷺ and they said, Abu Al-Qasim, As-salamu alaykum. So the Prophet ﷺ, he got it. That they didn't say as-salam, they said as-salam. So he said, wa-alaykum. And the same on you. So Aisha radiallahu anha, you can imagine what happened to her. She was sitting there, she got extremely angry. And she didn't just say as-salam alaykum. Wa-alaykum. She added to it. She said, wa-alaykum as-salam wal-la'na. And you know, on and on. Right? She went on and on because she was angry that how dare you say this to the Prophet ﷺ. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, why did you say that? Do not use harsh words. And Aisha anha said, didn't you hear what they said? And he said, yes, I did. But I did not respond to them by dirtying my tongue, by using harsh words in return. I just said, wa alaykum, same to you. Whatever you say to me, same to you. Now, in this ayah, a very important 
thing is being brought to our attention. That how the real problem was that they would say, why does Allah not punish us? If we are doing something wrong, how come we're not being punished? And you see, many times when people are disobeying Allah, clearly contradicting Allah's commands, how do they justify it? Well, I must be doing something right because everything's working for me. Right? If I'm really doing something wrong, why isn't God punishing me? The fact that He's not punishing me means that I am right. The surah began with a family problem, with the mention of a family problem. And many times, this happens within families, where one is abusing the other, taking advantage of the other, clearly contradicting the Qur'an and sunnah. And then how does he justify it? Well, I must be right. I must be right because everything's working for me. If I was wrong, God must have punished me. This is how many times people will justify their crimes, their sins. What does Allah say? حَسْبُهُمْ جَهَنَّمْ يَصْلَوْنَهَا فَبِئْسَ الْمَصِيرِ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O you who have believed, إِذَا تَنَاجَيْتُمْ When you do converse privately, meaning if you must do so, if you must do so, when you do converse privately, then remember some rules. Firstly, فَلَا تَتَنَاجَوْ بِالْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ وَمَعْصِيَةِ الرَّسُولِ then do not converse about sin and aggression and disobedience to the Messenger wasallam. Meaning amongst your private conversations, you shouldn't be encouraging each other to commit sin, justifying each other's wrongdoing. No. When you are having private conversations, don't backbite, don't commit sin. Don't discuss and plan as to how you're going to disobey the Prophet وَتَنَاجَوْ Instead, you should converse privately about what? Bilbirri. About righteousness. What taqwa and piety. This is what your private conversations should be about. Because while it is good to discuss these matters openly, righteousness, good deeds, it is good to discuss them openly, it is better to discuss them privately. Why? Because then they will be more sincere. So for example, if you are intending to give some charity, for instance, all right, and you cannot decide whether you should give it in cause A or cause B. All right. So let's say you put it up on your Facebook status. Hey guys, I'm planning to give $2,000, right? my first paycheck in charity. Should I give it here or should I give it there? Technically it's okay if your intention is sincere. But it would be better to have this conversation with who? With a friend or two in private. Why? Because it would help you keep your intention sincere. It's better for you. And also, let's say you are planning to help out an individual. Let's say your cousin. Right? They are in need of some financial help, so you are thinking about helping them financially. So again, you should have this private discussion with who? One or two people maximum, not the whole world. Don't publicize it. Because it would be good for their honor also. So, وَتَنَاجَوْ بِالْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي إِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ And fear Allah, the one to whom you shall all be gathered. So in this ayah, what is it that we are being taught? That learn from other people's behavior. Avoid the wrong that they do. You see some people doing wrong, 
in their private conversations, don't repeat that. You should not do that. If you are true believers, then do not imitate them in their wrong ways. إِنَّمَا najwa, Indeed, najwa is only minas shaitan from shaitan. Meaning the urge to have a private conversation in which you're going to backbite someone, you're going to attack someone's honor, you're going to make fun of somebody. This is from who? This is an encouragement and incitement from shaitan. And what does this lead to? لِيَحْزُنَ In order that he may grieve. الَّذِينَ amanu, Those people who believe. Let's say you're sitting in a public gathering. Let's say a wedding. You're sitting over there and you see somebody wearing something that you find very unique. right? So your sister sitting next to you, you whisper into her ear something about that dress. All right? Even if it may not be something negative, right? you're just having this najwa, this urge is from who? This urge is from shaitan. Because when that person will see you whispering into your sister's ear, how is that person going to feel? Happy or worried? Worried and grieved and sad. So, لِيَحْزُنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Through these private conversations, these whisperings, shaitan brings grief to the believers. He wants believers to be sad. Remember, this is shaitan's goal. He loves to see believers sad. Because when a person is sad, they can go down very quickly. They can begin to despair. They can begin to feel negative thoughts about Allah or think negative thoughts about other people. Their thinking turns from positive to negative. So shaitan loves to see believers sad. لِيَحْزُنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا He causes them worry. وَلَيْسَ بِضَارِّهِمْ شَيْئًا But the fact is that shaitan cannot harm them Anything at all. Not even a little bit. Illa bi'idhnillah, except by the permission of Allah. So if ever you find yourself in a situation where you feel that other people are, are whispering about something, and you feel excluded, you feel left out, or you feel that they might be talking about you, then you should know that no harm can reach you except by the permission of Allah. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ And upon Allah فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ The believers must rely. The believers must rely upon who? Upon Allah. That nothing can hurt me, nothing can harm me, except by Allah's permission. So you know what? People can whisper all they want, people can talk bad all they want, they can mock at me all they want, but nothing can harm me, unless and until Allah allows Now, this teaches us an important lesson. That we must be careful about other people's feelings if we really need to have a najwa. Whether you're sitting in the car or you're sitting in a classroom, you're at the dinner table, you're at a party, no matter where you are, if there is a need to have a najwa, please be considerate of other people's feelings. Even children. Don't exclude other people out of conversations. When you're sitting with so many people, don't exclude certain people from that conversation. And what are the different ways in which people are excluded? Firstly, by whispering into other people's ears. Secondly, by speaking a different language. Right? Speaking a different language, that's really annoying. So we have to be careful about that. 
And if you must speak in a different language, then you can translate. Or if you did it by accident, then you must switch back immediately, right, into a language that can be understood by everybody. Be considerate of other people's feelings. Because if we're not considerate, this is going to cause sadness to other believers. This is going to hurt their feelings. The Prophet ﷺ said that when you are three persons sitting together, then no two of you should hold secret counsel, excluding the third person. If it's three of you, three people sitting somewhere, then two people should not have a najwa, excluding the third person. You should not do that. Until you are with some other people too. Meaning there is an exception. That if there is a large group of people, and in that, you know, you just, you don't whisper, but you speak in a soft voice to the person sitting next to you, because you can't keep announcing everything, right? Because it's possible that it's not relevant to everybody. And if you keep talking loudly, then how are other people going to talk? Right? And this hadith is from Bukhari. But this teaches us an important lesson, that everything does not need to be a secret. Everything does not need to be a secret. And many times we just make a habit of whispering into other people's ears. You know, even in one's own house, where family members are, even there, things are being whispered into other people's ears. Why? Why is there such a level of mistrust? People don't trust each other that you have to whisper into certain people's ears. Why? This creates ill feelings. It causes huzn. When people are excluded, it makes them feel sad. So this is something that we must avoid. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses and then we'll continue. Alam tara anna Allah ya'lamu ma fis samawati wa ma fil ard. Ma yakunu min najwa thalathatin illa huwa rabi'uhum wa la khamsatin illa huwa sadisuhum wa la adna min thalika wa la akthara illa huwa ma'ahum aynama kanu ثُمَّ يُنَبِّئُهُم بِمَا عَمِلُوا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٌ أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِينَ نُهُوا عَنِ النَّجْوَى ثُمَّ يَعُودُونَ لِمَا نُهُوا عَنْهُ وَيَتَنَاجَوْنَ بِالْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ وَمَعْصِيَةِ الرَّسُولِ وَإِذَا جَاءُوكَ حَيَّوْكَ بِمَا لَمْ يُحَيِّكَ بِهِ اللَّهُ وَيَقُولُونَ وَيَقُولُونَ فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ لَوْلَا يُعَذِّبُنَا اللَّهُ بِمَا نَقُولُ حَسْبُهُمْ جَهَنَّمُ يَصْلَوْنَهَا فَبِئْسَ الْمَصِيرُ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا تَنَاجَيْتُمْ فَلَا تَتَنَاجَوْا بِالْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ وَمَعْصِيَةِ الرَّسُولِ وَتَنَاجَوْا بِالْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي إِلَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ 
وعلى الله فليتوكل المؤمنون